Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Tonight in the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. Peakless Mountaineer. And the only person with the credibility and capability of replacing Ian Freeman on a Saturday night. I am here, Richie Mark. I said credibility. We are here. Free Talk Live is still on the air. The show goes on. You know it. Contrary to government's desire. And efforts. And, and, yeah, certainly not for a lack of effort on their part. Um, I it, it saddens me to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it. Uh, Ian, Bonnie, me, Mark, we've been having discussions about... Not me, Mark. ...this exact situation. Like We're like, uh. look, we got to plan for the worst, but hope for the best, right? So... Like, let's plan on, every time a thing came up, let's plan on them taking you away today. And they didn't. We're like, oh, sweet, we get them for another couple of weeks. Let's, right. let's you know, further, like, my training and, like, you know, educating Bonnie and me and, like, some other people on, like, how to do stuff. And, you know, Mark's involved on, you know, the back end of stuff and that kind of a thing. So, and like, you still got lucky that he just happened to be on the phone pre-show to do tech support. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and even more so than that... Um, uh, the Monday of uh, his, we'll call it uh, sentencing part two, because they split that into two different Can we call hearings. it a kidnapping? They took him. They Boy, did. can't yeah. steal just this part of everyone's time. they got to steal more of everyone's time. Well, they stole all of his time now. Yeah. Um, and so that night, like at first, uh, outside of the courthouse, when we were talking to cameras and stuff, people were like, so what's the plan for Free Talk Live? And I'm like, there will be no show until Wednesday, right? No live show. We've got some recorded shows going on Monday, Tuesday, and and Thursday from some great people. If you haven't heard them, check those out. But uh, we decided last minute, like, hey, you know what? It's a special day. Let's let's go ahead and do a show. And of course, I've trained for this very moment. I'm like, if I need to interrupt, blah, 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 blah. I know the commands, I know the things, I know the buttons to push, and I know you know and all like the I, things. But apparently, no, no, <laughs> no. Apparently, it it went poorly. Mm. Uh, we were only able to broadcast on the internet, and what went out over the radio was a repeat of one of the previously pre-recorded shows from mm. I think it was Ernie or whatever on a Monday. So anyway, we put up a special thing uh with that uh, just that show on both the patreon and the soundcloud so if you're subscribing to the podcast anywhere online you've already received those episodes but if you were expecting a live show and you didn't hear it you'll just have to go back to freetalklive.com look for the archives find that show also over on freekeen.com uh mr penguin of thinkpenguin.com uh, has put together a video bit that contains some of the interview footage from outside of the courtroom after the trial. It also contains a read by me of Ian's statement to the court that he read in court. Of course, there's no recording of that because, well, you know, it's 2023 and we certainly can't allow technology that's over 100 years old into the courtroom. So I read it. I did a reading of it, and Mr. Penguin published that with some video on top of it. And then it's also followed by the special episode last Monday of Free Talk Live. So when you look at it, you're like, oh, man, it's like a three-hour thing. What did you do? It's like, no, no, no. He put some stuff in front, and then it's a regular Free Talk Live episode after that. There you go. So, uh, yeah, if you want to, please find all that stuff. Freekeen.com freetalklive.com find the archives uh, we've done a redesign of the website there so that stuff is 
um, a little different than it used to be, but uh, we think it's improved and we continue to work to improve it as well as time goes on. Uh, Big shout out to Greg for his work on that. If you are listening to this program right now, just by way of listening, you are part of the resistance. You are part of the revolution, the evolution, as I like to call it. I don't like to call it a revolution. I like to call it the evolution. We're all going to evolve past this idea that this organization of violence known as the state is necessary. Right. So if you're listening to this, pro- if you just if you just happen to turn it on, you're in a rental car, you just got into from the airport or whatever, and this was the radio station that was on in your car. That's not by accident. Somebody left it on for you in hopes that you would hear this broadcast and come to the ideas of liberty if you're not already there. So uh, if anything, the events of Ian Freeman being arrested and sentenced to eight freaking years. Good catch. Right. Uh, if, if if it has done any good, it has solidified not only the show, but the greater freedom community here in New Hampshire. Here, here. In my opinion. I'd agree. I'd agree. I mean, honestly, things grow through being challenged and surviving the challenge. Like your muscle doesn't grow from you sitting on the couch. Your muscle grows because you tore muscle cells and then they regrew more muscle cells to replace them. And the fact that they keep coming at us and they keep coming at us, and now they're taking away probably the the cornerstone of this entire production at this point, and it's not going to stop us. It's right. just going to distribute our skill set even further. It's going to encourage people to be on the show who weren't going to be on the show before. And the fact that so many people volunteered to step up, knowing the show is a target. Right. Right, yeah. bolsters the you know bolsters this show, and the fact that we're not going down you know without a fight, or whatever you know fighting is not your thing against the feds. I mean, right? People are willing to step up, knowing that they would be targeted next if the feds come back towards this show. Yeah, and like to be fair, some of those people have already been targeted. Maybe not by the feds, but by okay. the state level or what you know. I don't know who they are. Libertarian people, yeah. you know, are generally aren't targets. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine on the West Coast via text, and he was like, he was like, Matt, I've been paying attention to the story, following the whole thing. He's like, I feel weird because I think that like talking to you might even put me on a list. And I'm like, you're probably right. Yeah. Just talking to me probably has you on a list. The fact that you have associated with me at some point in your life, sadly, yeah. has you on a list. The FBI it probably has your name, your address, like how many joints you smoked with me or you know how much beer we drank at that one show or whatever it is, right? It, like I'm sure that it exists. And it's sad to say, but like, yes, if you are my actual friend in real life, uh, and you communicate with me on any regular basis, it's likely the FBI knows who you are and has you because I broadcast on this show. I know for a fact the FBI has some of my text messages between uh, somebody who turned state's evidence on on Mr. Freeman during the trial, uh, and there are screenshots that exist with my conversations with that person. Uh, so I know for a fact that my communications have been monitored. Uh, I know for a fact that... Uh, ain't recorded. I know for a fact that the FBI listens to this show every freaking night, right? Or at least seemingly, because every time we go into another day of either Ian's trial or his sentencing or whatever, the prosecution always brings something new. They're like, oh, and just two days ago on his radio show, he said, and then they play a clip from yep. that show. 
like there's some serendipity involved here, right? And I say that because like I walked in today and uh, Bonnie was in here doing some stuff and she happened to be talking to Ian, right? Trying to, you know, I don't know, do some paperwork for the lawyers, whatever stuff is going on. And I sit down and I notice that like I've got no audio in either of these headphone racks, no matter what, what I plug into. I've got no sound at all. I see sound at the board level, right? Right. And uh, Ian goes, oh, well, in the in the bottom right of either of those headphone racks, there should be a little light indicating if it's powered or not. And I'm like, that's not on. Thank you, you genius. Right? So, like, just, did you check to see if it was plugged it, in first? Right. Like, tech support 101. <laughs> have like, you tried turning it do on you, and off? Do you have power? Right? Now, I've been in here so often that I've never even noticed that there's an indicator that that tells me that there's power to these two devices or not. They just always have been powered on, period. There's never been an interrupt in these particular two devices. And so I just straight up didn't notice, man. And I came in in the midst of the troubleshooting going, how are you able to get Ian on the phone to troubleshoot? <laughs> from jail. <laughs> from jail. Right, yeah. And no, it was just serendipity, yeah. right? So, like, say what you want about, like, you know, religion or like, you know, things that happen in this world or coincidence or whatever. But like, it was just a hundred percent serendipity that like those events all transpired at the same time, right before the show was supposed to go on. And in fact, I was able to just reset the power strip. Boom. Problem yep. solved. There you go. Uh, and, but like, these are the like, you know, like, I don't know this gear the way wizard number one does. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I haven't unplugged. I haven't built it. I haven't spent 20 years yeah. in, you know, in this That's environment, yeah. you know, plugging all these things in, making them all work together, connecting them all together, networking them all together. Right. Making sure that like, oh, they update when they're supposed to, or they don't update when they're not supposed you know, yeah. all there's like a whole bunch of things that have to. And before putting this studio together, he was a real radio studio guy. Absolutely. So yes. he's been around this. Like this is a career. Career yes, for him. Yes, and so and everything is done professionally. Yes, uh, and in fact, other people who have their own studios, you know, in their you know house or you know some other location uh, where it's theirs, they're like, I'm not sure how Ian did what he did because <laughs> it takes us more space or more time or yeah. more whatever to to make what happen. You know that Ian already has happening here yeah. at Free Talk Live. Well, in in a recent interview again that I. I brought up last week he he basically said in the interview right like we knew we needed to have our own studio because turnover is too high in radio studios as it is and so i just started spending my money on equipment yep. until i built my own studio so it was how do you how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time he just started to piece it all together until we got what we have today yeah it's and like i think that's where he and i connected because i did the same thing with my independent heavy metal bands right i was like Oh my God, the biggest expense in recording your own music is the recording studio. Yep. Not only do you have to pay for the studio by the hour, but then you also have to pay a guy to come in and record. And then you also have to pay a guy to come in and produce if you want to be like considered professional, right? Mm. You got to find somebody with a name who's done something on somebody's record just to have their name on your, and like, you know, tell you guys, like, no, you guys don't need to be drunk when you come in on Thursday, you know, or whatever it is, right? In the rock and roll studio. And so, I did kind of the same thing. I just started taking, we, we started rehearsing at my drummer's house for free, right? And we threw some money at that. We took whatever money we got at shows and put into construction materials to build a, like a room outside of the existing room where we were okay. practicing to isolate it. So like when we'd get to play in heavy metal at 10, 30, 11 p.m. at night, we're not annoying his neighbors, 
right? Because we're in a residential neighborhood kind of thing. Smart, because that'll it, put an end to practice real quick. Right, and it totally worked. Like, you couldn't get 15 feet from the the structure with within which we practiced uh, and hear anything, right? It wasn't until you got into that 15-feet radius, you're like, oh, I hear some coming from the walls or whatever. Yep. So it totally worked out. The next thing we did is we bought, you know, our own multi-track recording equipment, right? And so we were able to do our EPs and our CDs and our full albums and stuff. While, you know, I look back now and I go, you could tell it's not professional quality sound. But even at the time, it was certainly underground professional quality sound. And we didn't have the expense, which everybody else incurs with hiring these people, hiring these studios, you know, and that kind of a thing. And, and then so if that's you're really smart. After you get it built, you can invite the other smaller bands to pay you a smaller fee, right? And so that's I think where like Ian and I connected. It was like he did a thing, and I did a similar thing, and we started like we we're like, yeah, that's how you do it, man. Yeah. You know, like when we first started to get to know each other. Sarah, you're on free lock, free lock live, free talk live. Oh. There you go. Um, um but he, he really got sentenced to eight years in federal prison. He did. You know the. Yeah, you know, here in New Mexico, when they sentence you, it usually means that like, you do half the time on good time, and then you come out on the ankle bracelet. So I, that's New Mexico law. I wonder if that's what's going to happen to Ian. If he behaves himself and does all the school programs or whatever, uh, gets all these good points. I mean, sure. Like, uh, every legal person that we've talked to, attorneys or uh, even just, like, like legal reporters, stuff like that, uh, who've speculated on this 96-month, a.k.a. years, sentence that Ian has received, has said, well, it's probably likely he'll only do, like, four, four and a half, five years, something along those lines. And get time off for good behavior, and then he'll do his two years probation, which was part of the sentence, by the way. Whatever time he serves in prison is then immediately followed by two years of probation, regardless as to whether he's not uh, whether he's out on uh, what you call good time, what used to be called uh, uh, parole. No, no, no. The the other term for good time for uh, good behavior. Mm. Good behavior. Time off for good behavior was the previous phrase. Now they just call it good time. Like the old television show, Good Times? Good Times. Good Times. Right. Uh, So so you, I I suspect you are not incorrect. I suspect uh, Ian will, of course, be a model prisoner, if you will, uh, with the exception of teaching people the ways of voluntarism. Uh, He will otherwise do whatever the heck they tell him to. And, you know, uh, he's already sort of denied their request to give him a COVID test. So he'll challenge the system in his own ways. He'll pick and choose his battles. But I suspect he won't do anything that jeopardizes his ability to get out early because that is, of course, his goal. Uh, his goal is to get out as soon as possible, of course. Uh, the appeal, of course, is coming up and all this sort of thing. So I suspect you're not incorrect, Sarah, that you know if he is going to be in jail for this eight-year sentence, he might get out in four, five, six years, something like that. But we don't know. I just don't like mm-hmm. people are considering uh, that a win. Yeah, and, well, and, and I, I would actually mm-hmm. consider that an additional part of the punishment. Okay. Like the not maybe knowing. Maybe he'll be yeah. out in four years. Maybe five. Because there's no maybe certainty six, to it. Maybe six and a half. And there's no real achievable incentive there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that, I think the uncertainty is is not only part of the punishment of the prisoners, but certainly part of the punishment of anyone who dare care about the people that the government doesn't like. Well, and they can kind of hang it, right? Do this or you're not going to get good time. Yeah. Sarah? Well, I, I called in. That's good to know. I called in because, um, you know, there's a gas station called the Quick Corner, and they have been playing loud classical music 24-7. To run off the homeless with bright lights. They, if they want to do so, that, they should be playing like Slayer. They should be playing like uh, I don't know, Death Angel. They should be playing Carcass. They should I be don't playing. Know, you might get some rocking out homeless people instead. No, I don't think nobody you're gonna. likes classical. I don't think you're gonna. No, I think everybody likes classical. Nobody, nobody likes nobody classical. Likes. No, I love but classical. So let me tell you, nobody likes it. <laughs> Like, you can't okay, find let, any. You can't find any classical one, bros to go hang out with. Th- I can't. They don't <laughs> exist. There's literally one circumstance where I can use classical music when I was doing. Uh, uh, when I was a cab driver. Yeah. It was. It was a great thing to just have on in the background because people can kind of ignore it. Right. And like you know, chat or not chat, and it, it's just kind of a neutral thing. But nobody likes classical. So what you're saying I do is like Pachelbel's Canon in D. What you're saying I love is that one. when you go to see an orchestra. Perform some Mozart. You don't find a bunch of dudes smoking joints out in front of the place, going high five, yeah, Mozart, mf'er. I know, right? What's wrong with people? <laughs> well, well, the thing is that it's not working. But well, there's a homeowner that lives really close by, maybe like I don't a know, homeowner? a homeowner. Yeah, the, and then he's annoyed by this constant noise. It's what you call a noise nuisance, noise or something abatement nuisance. But the thing is that. There's a homeless encampment that, that doesn't bother these people. They have a homeless encampment with this loud music and the lights. If it's an encampment, and can we just call them is, campers? Yeah, they Instead have of to homeless, camper in, in they're just camping. Well, the thing is that, so it's beginning to a problem, and they're saying, well, you have to make a city ticket to make a, a com- official complaint about this noise. And do you think they're high on drugs and drunk? That's why the no, the music don't run them off. I think you're high on what? drugs. How do homeless people have high. money for beer and drugs? Yeah. I want to talk about something that happened at sentencing hearing number two. Uh, I intended to be there at 9 a.m. The, the, the thing was supposed to start at 10 Right. So I'm like, well, okay, you know, I, I ran late, whatever. I slept through my alarm, et cetera, and so on. Uh, and I got there at 930. Right. So and I'm not I'm not late by any stretch of the imagination for the thing. I'm late for like the hour and a half long protest that was supposed to go on before the thing or whatever. But whatever. I show up and I walk into the main courtroom. And when I do, there's already some sort of drama ensuing with the marshals that were in there. And the people who had made their way into the courtroom early, if you recall, at sentencing hearing number one, uh, we reported here on Free Talk Live that about half of the courtroom was all people there to see Ian, and the other half of the courtroom was basically government people with their laptops and their cell phones, because they don't allow regular people to have those things in court, but they allow government people too. And so it was as if the government called upon every government employee they had locally to come and sit in on this trial so that we couldn't pack the courtroom, right? So here we go, part two, we got the message, and a bunch of people showed up early. 
mm. and made their way into the courtroom early. And so I walk in, and like, there's almost zero government people in the pews, right? And literally pews, like a church. These are yep. pews mm-hmm. like a church at the New Hampshire courthouse in, in Concord, New Hampshire. Uh, and there's already some drama going on. Like some people have walked in before me and the marshals are trying to say things like, there's no more room in here. You need to go to the overflow. And, uh, that people, when I got and, there too. and, and people are standing up going, no, there's plenty of room here. We'll move over. And yeah, we'll move over too. And there's two or three of these groups standing up like, there's plenty of room. We haven't even filled these seats in here, Marshall. And like, so this is going on between like a, a couple of different groups of people. And like people got up and made room. I just sort of walked over and sat down in one of the places they made available right and so i was there bing right? i got, I no got there and there was a, the the marshal was harassing another gentleman uh didn't catch his name but he was he had his foot like holding the door open yeah the, the gentleman had his foot holding the door open because he he was also trying to get in right and he's the marshal said like there's no room this one's full you know you gotta go and some lady who was like sitting outside on one of the benches said i just went i just got out of there he can have my seat right Right? Yes, and Marshall was like, "Nope, nope, you got to go. And if you don't move your foot from that door, anyone else who tries to get in is going to get arrested. Right, yeah. And whatever." I'm like, "You got to fill me in, man, because I literally just got here. I have no part in this. Tell me what's going on." Um, and I did not, you know, I did. I chose not to make a scene, right? Yeah. But I just went into the overflow room. But clearly, they were stopping more people from getting in, right? Then could have filled the room. So, so what happened is, like, I walk in and like this drama's already going on. I just sort of meander over to an open seat and sit sit the f down. Uh, while this is going on, uh, one of the persons in the freedom community starts chanting, uh, "Public hearing, public hearing, public hearing!" Right? You know this kind of a thing. And uh, the the I guess the head marshal, I don't know, like the tallest of the the marshals or whatever. He walks over and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to have to remove you for inciting violence." I'm like, oh, for saying public hearing at a public hearing yep. is somehow inciting violence before you the public bastard. hearing actually started, right? Yeah, before <laughs> before he even kicked off, right? And so, uh, and uh, like, like no one else joined in the chat for whatever reason, but like, then the conversation between this person and the marshal ensued, and he was like, "You're gonna have to stand up and come with me," and he goes, "No." <laughs> right nice. now this is the most important part of this story right if somebody in authority says all right you have to stand up and come with me like maybe your first thought should be no, no. <laughs> right and he said no and and so this marshal guy he goes well okay well if this happens again i'm gonna have to drag you out of here do you wonder right it was did just he, a, it was a idle like, threat i'm gonna have to ask you to come with me because they will use I, phraseology yeah, like that i well. don't remember the exact okay. phrasing but right. i remember the answer was no no and then the marshal backed off, was like, well, if you start this up again, then I'm going to have to. Yeah. Right. You know, then the threat came out. But like, is- I'm not going to now, even though then, you did the thing I wait, said you shouldn't wait, do. Wait. If I do this again, then you're going to come tell me to stand up again. <laughs> like you just did. Yeah. But really, that's the punishment is that you'll do to me what you just did to me and didn't work. So I really enjoyed them illustrating their own hypocrisy. In front of a packed courtroom of libertarian type people, yeah, they're probably used to getting compliance, and they don't have to follow the rules. But when challenged, all of a sudden, the rules become important, right? Right, because if he gets taken away, well, then now, now you could potentially have another lawsuit on your hands, and they don't care because it's taxpayer dollars. But hey, we walk away with some money. The other thing that I want to bring up tonight on this show is that. When the judge did declare his sentence and was finished giving it, it took him some time to figure out 
the hell he was doing. Oh, yeah, he gave a lot of thought. Like, put a lot well, of thought so, into it. you know, in Oof. theory, that or he's a good actor. Yeah. You know, I kind of feel like he had it all worked out before the... Oh, the judge? Yeah. Oh, he's a good actor. Yeah, I... I yeah, feel, no, it's... He got a, a lot, lot of credit of, up front. A lot of people were saying, oh, well, you see, it was so fair during the trial. No. Yeah, that is an act. It was an act. He was pretending. He has to give the appearance. Yes. Right. Uh, he has to yeah. give the, the appearance of fairness right. in order to in order to hand down a draconian sentence. Van calling from South Carolina. Hey, Van, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you guys doing this evening? We're good. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I was kind of bummed out because uh, I think I told you when you called, screamed me or whatever. Yep. Uh, I didn't know about what happened to Ian because I, I'm, I'm a Luddite, man. I just listen to the radio. I don't have all this Internet <laughs> stuff. And I knew this was coming up. And he got eight years, you're saying? Eight, eight years. 96 months. And that is supposedly a lenient sentence. He was facing, I think, as much as 24 years yeah. for, like, for the counts. 17 to 24 years. So this this sentence like got cut in half, plus two years probation. Wow. Wow, man. Well, he, he did some jail time before he went to trial, correct? Yep. He did 69 now, days. Get, yeah, he got credit for that, right? They say I mean, he will get credit. You know, I don't know. Will he? How does the government work? Who knows? But supposedly. But what he won't get credit for is the nearly two years that he was on house arrest wearing an ankle monitor, having this app on his phone, this draconian Orwellian app that whenever government would call, he'd have to take a picture of himself wherever he was within, I don't know, five minutes or something like that. Uh, And and be like, here's where I am. Here's my GPS coordinates. That's right. I'm behaving like a good boy well yeah i just want to say this i've been listening i i i remember i used to get the, the that guy him and mark that would do the show and down in florida yeah yeah uh, i got it on the station down there and they were great man he'd take any lunatic that would call in still any, do you know free talk and he was a nice guy i disagreed with him a few times sure i did i hadn't called you guys in a long time but i heard he got eight years now i did some stupid state time in florida just to get off probation, you know what I mean? This was 30 years ago. Yeah. But back then, the Fed guys, if you get charged, I mean, if you're in the Fed system, you had to do 85% of your time. Mm. Now, I don't know if it's still the case. Um, I've been out of the system so long, thank God. But, so uh, that's like seven no. years on an eight-year I mean, it, it might not be just as a matter of uh, they have packed the prison system so full like just continually that they really uh-huh. don't have room for a lot of their prisoners is why a lot of people end up doing half their sentence. Yeah, well, I hope that's the case with Mr. Freeman because I'm I, hoping. Come on, man. It, it's just, and it, it's squelching free speech. That's all it is. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Van. Oh, and, uh, Van, you, you know, just gave I me a, feel, a great idea. Uh, I, I want to, because uh, we've recently received information on how to write to Ian in jail. He can't. He can make phone calls, but he can't really get phone calls. But he can receive letters now where he's at. He's going to be staying in the same place here in New Hampshire. I believe it's Merrimack. Uh, He's going to be staying in the same place until the appeals process, or at least, uh, no, I'm sorry, until at least the uh, Restitution restitution hearing, if not the plea is done. So he might just stay where he's at. Uh, we've received information on how to write him, 
and uh, that's all posted at freekeen.com. But what I'm asking you, Van, is if you wanted to say something to Ian, I'll write it down right now, and we'll make a letter to Ian tonight on this show live. If you want to call in at 603-283-6160 and tell us what you want to say to Ian Freeman, we will write it down. We will you know, sign it and print it out, whatever, and we will mail it to him so that he knows oh, that wow. the listeners have said a thing. So what would you like to say to Ian right now? I, I don't want to be long drawn or anything, but thank sure. you, Mr. Freeman. And you went into this saying, yeah, I'm going to be free talk live, and, and we're going to butt heads, we're going to do what we got to do. But I did not, me myself, did not see this coming at this man. Eight years is a hunk of life, man. And that, that's just, and, and them government goons laughing about it. Watch out. And he doesn't even belong in prison. He's not a threat to himself. He's not a threat to society. Exactly. I know. He, he, he you know, he, right. it's a bummer, man. Like I said, I disagreed with him and Mark several times, but he'd always put me on. Yeah. And my loony friend. And it was like, it, it was, I, I'm going to miss him, man. I'm going to miss him. Dave Ridley of the RidleyReport.com. Or is it just RidleyReport.com? No, the? I've got stage fright. Uh oh. Shrinkage? Well, it's a good thing you're not on stage. You're only on the phone. Oh. <laughs> uh, Ridley, RidleyReport.com. No, the? You... No, yeah, just RidleyReport.com. 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 Okay, go ahead. George, Ward, George Orwell said never use three words when you could just use two. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Actually, he didn't quite say it that way. But anyway, um, <laughs> that so two words instead of three, yeah. Piece of news. Uh, you guys have probably talked about it now and then, but there's a date associated with it now. And that is, uh, I guess there's going to be something going on for Defend the Guard on uh, October 11th in New Hampshire. Okay. I don't know what it is. I'm assuming it's the state house here. What is Defend the Guard? Uh, it's the, I'm, I don't want to put words in its mouth. My understanding of it is it is a bill that limits the ability of the federal government to take your national, to take your uh, national guard from your state and send it off to some war or something like that. Unless they've uh, declared war. That's that's what the bill's yeah. for. Is that specifically the National Guard, not, not the Air Force, not the Marines, not the Army, that, you know, should have a war declared in order to get sent. But no, just, just the National Guard, whose explicit purpose is supposed to be defensive, are not allowed to be sent off to war unless you declare a war. Why not expand it to the Marines, the Army, the Navy? Because people won't go for it. Oh, okay. I mean... People don't like declarations of war? Apparently not. They just like the war aspect. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, Dave Dave Ridley, I have a question for you. And, uh, you know, just sort of off the cuff, you know, top of your head, uh, we're attempting to compose a collective letter to Ian here tonight, for people to call in. Uh, What would you like us to write to Ian on your behalf? Ian, this is Ridley... Uh, snail mail inbound. Snail mail inbound. Okay. Yeah. So keep an eye out for my snail mail. Got it. There's there's a date for this defend the guard and what is what is going to happen on this date? Is this is just a hearing, and it's a call to action of some kind to show up at the state house? What's going on? I don't remember. I'm just I was just out and about, and I remember the October 11th they're doing something. So I would say just Google it. Google if you're in, if you're in New Hampshire and you want to do something, just. Google defend the guard, uh, and then maybe October 11th. And you mean you mean search the internet for defend the guard? 
Sorry. Yes, I shouldn't be. Yes, they're not using Kleenex. Google because it's still the best. Yeah, Kle- Kleenex is a, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, start page these guys. Uh, start page defend the guard and find yeah. out what they're doing. They're, they they have probably multiple websites and Facebook pages and stuff like that. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that. This is what I can do today to get the warning out that something's going on on the 11th. Nice. I believe even StartPage uses the Google algorithm in some form or fashion, or the Google API. Oh, no. Can we just stop saying the G word? You can, and uh, but I would rather I would rather see like the market function of a better search engine take over. I would, too, and I hope that they have a better just word than the G word. Hey, no, I'm not going no, to do that. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. I believe this is Ricky in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Brother Ricky, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, I hope you're wrong. Thank you there, brother Captain. Brother Richie. Peakless Mountaineer, good evening. You'll notice Peakless isn't a brother. No, I know. I've heard the show. I know why, yeah. He specifically requested it. I had, you know what's amazing? You know how many times I've followed Squiggy on this show? (laughs) None. Zero. (laughs) You know, one could infer from that that we prefer talking to him than you, and you know how little we like talking to him. You prefer talking to Squiggy than Ricky from the No, Colorado? no, the other way around. No, no, that's uh, how I okay, meant it. Okay. Oh, oh. No, no, uh, that's, that's, that's how Richie meant it. <laughs> no doubt, no I don't doubt. push you the buttons, though, but one could Richie. infer. Uh, okay, wait, hang on. So Skeeter has called back. He's on hold. I'm not taking another call from you tonight, Skeeter. Call back another time. <laughs> well, you know what I say about Brother Richie. He's a jackass, but he's a lovable jackass. Well, what I say about him is, yeah, sure, he's a jackass, but he also has a beard. I come I'm with caveats. I'm going to have one this fall, brother captain. Pretty soon, probably by the, coming. I don't know, maybe towards the end of this month, it's going to start. But anyway, you've been uh, you've been putting some oil on your whisker. No, no, I'm clean shaven, but I always grow <laughs> one for the winter. I'm a Pennsylvanian. You know, is that a standard the, Pennsylvanian tactic? Yeah, like do, do the women in Pennsylvania also grow winter beards? Do you have your first pube only framed? The Amish. Well, you know, it, you know, only <laughs> only the Mennonite women really. Wow. Mennonite women got them. Ricky from the Commonwealth, racist against the Amish. Uh, only no, their no, women grow beards. Women. Not just they the Amish. Them. Is that racist, yeah, though, or just... Women, really. uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure they count as a distinct ethnicity at this point. The Amish? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they have been, like, genetically cut but off from the entire But you can become Amish, planet. and Amish can just sort of, like, leave and become, like, you know, regular people. Yeah, but A, it's never happened. Sure it has. And B, it does occasionally happen, and then you're not Amish anymore. Right. Yeah, no, literally no one has ever joined the Amish. Really? I don't think so. Wikipedia it, dude. 
Well, look it up. What about okay, all those movies one. where like some guy yeah, no. like he's wayward it's and like happened. he's a criminal and like he's got nowhere to go and he falls in with the Amish and discovers that life is great and he can make a difference there and like it's a you know all this kind of stuff. What about those? Yeah, that's Hollywood. They're they're not based on wow. actual Pure illusion, events. Man, it's never happened. Hold they on. have they have had a number of what they call seekers, which are people that will go out and live with them and see what it's like. They've never had anyone stay. I I want to call out Pete well. just real quick because uh, he just told me to check the Wikipedia, and he is also <laughs> the one who has told me numerous times Wikipedia that Wikipedia isn't. is not a credible source. So justify well, that. Well, I think that's something important to say, brother captain. All right, you know, I guess name. we'll let Ricky say something All important. Right. Go ahead. All Ricky. right, now this is important, and this this goes together with brother Ian, and I have something for that letter. Uh, now, I'm going to say this now. You know, at uh, 29 years old, I became a high-level Gnostic, and I also realized I didn't have my own life anymore. And for the next 20 years, I played dangerous big boy games with big boys, and I won. And I hopefully I could talk about that someday. And you know, one thing that's important, you know, and they, you know, anybody heard my call Wednesday? I don't need to say anymore. I mean, there's other Nobody things too, but I will tell you this, okay? Kissinger said under Nixon, people think money's power, but knowledge is power. Now, to someone that's Gnostic, when it comes to the spirit, that little touch of the divine, you know, and those who know how to use uh, the spirit through the mind, there's great power. Okay, now, when it comes to Brother Ian, this is what you can put in that letter. And that's what guides me through this world and the things that I have done. You know, Wait, what am I putting in? Uh, what am I putting? He's in? getting there. I'm oh. gonna put put this in the letter. Tell Brother Ian that Ricky from the call. Well, he can maybe throw in a little stuff that I said from this part of the call. But tell him that Ricky from the Commonwealth says to be to be strong in spirit and do what the spirit guides him and use the power uh, of the spirit through the mind. And if he does that, things have a way of working their self out in the end. Got the it. spirit is playing 8D chess, because following his spirit is what got him into this mess. Yeah, but the power of the spirit through the mind can make things happen. All right. For those who know how to use it. And I think Brother Ian, if he does that sincerely, and I think he can do it, if he can think of what I am and what I do. And like I said, I've I've done a lot of things, and hopefully one day I can talk about him on this show. He'll be all right. And I know he got it because I know he's strong in spirit. And I know he's got insight. And if he uses it like someone like me that's Gnostic, it'll work out. I would like to say, if you're in New Hampshire, in the Keene area, both of the Mighty Moose Mart stores, the convenience stores known as Mighty Moose Mart, now carry Captain Kickass rolling papers. Nice. In stock. Sweet. They're, I don't know, two to whatever they regularly, whatever the other price of all the other rolling papers is in either of the stores is what mine are. They're just, they're all the same. Apparently. So for the price of There's, ordinary rolling papers, you could have kick-ass rolling papers. They are 100% hemp. Uh, they are uh, essentially the exact same thing as raw rolling papers. So, you know, I've gone to the extent of making sure that they're sourced appropriately. Uh, out of the ones that uh, people have used, I've had uh, all positive feedback except for one. They said that the very last paper uh, wasn't gummed. Okay. But mm. they did say that they think that instead of, I don't know how many papers are supposed to, they said there might have been one extra. So, like, as these things are made, if there's, you know, 25 or 50 papers in a pack, however many there are, you know, there might have been 51 in this pack, and that last one didn't have 
the appropriate gun. But they were able to successfully use it because, well, they're experienced stoners and they know how these things go. Mm-hmm. It's like a baker's dozen for rolling papers. <laughs> right. It's like, okay. come on, man, I've made this out of Bible passages. we got to work harder than that to stop me. Right, but the- I actually did that in jail. Like, they would bring me the Bible to rip the paper out of because they felt like it was blasphemous to do it themselves. So I would just tear pages <laughs> wait, out of the wait, Bible. Wait, 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 wait. So, so tearing the page, that would be blasphemy. Yeah. But lighting it on fire. wasn't a, it, as, it was just a page of the Bible, not the Bible. So I would tear the page out. They would use it to smoke. Well, I mean, so to be fair, you do want to use those extra pages that they put in the front and the back for notes that don't have any ink on them pretty sure i just ripped out whatever page they handed me that it happened to be open. you might not have those options in jail and okay. yeah i gotta say if if tearing the page is blasphemy how how is light i mean hey man we just all had I did a, was tear the page like i'm not trying to justify what they did with it after i mean explain like, it lighting a thing on fire is a thing that you do to express like hey everybody this okay. is horrible like if you make an effigy of you know a president sure you light it on fire and yeah. wave it around to be like this is what sucks everybody so uh my point is that uh, the kick-ass rolling papers have received a great review so far uh, they are 100% hemp, so they burn well. They're just the regular size. Like the 1.25s is the regular size. There's, there's just that one size, no other sizes. Uh, if you don't live in the Keene, New Hampshire area, and you would like to get some Captain Kickass branded rolling papers, you can go to CaptainKickass.com, and on that page, find something called the Kickass Bundle or a link to my Bandcamp page where you can find the Kick-Ass Bundle. You can buy a copy of the EP, a T-shirt, and you get two packs of rolling papers for only 40 bucks. So uh, it's a special deal I have going on, CaptainKickAss.com. Uh, when I've done merch in the past for like my bands and stuff like that, uh, the reason I did rolling papers for myself was because that was the number one most requested merch thing in any of the bands I ever did. Like, nice. Like one day, I was looking at how to do this, and it was too expensive for a band to do it because it cost way too much. It cost as much to do personalized rolling papers as it did to print CDs Okay. at the time. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to spend this kind of money, I'm just printing CDs. I'm not printing rolling papers. But I got in contact with a guy, and he's like, well, look, man, we have these blanks. And I'm like, do you have black ones? He's like, yeah, I got a whole box of them right here. I'm like, can I just buy that box? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, what's your wholesale price? He's like, I got to charge you like 10% over. I'm like, okay. And so he did, and he sent them to me. And then I just printed out little stickers with my band logo on them. Nice. You know, and just made them myself, right? But they were the number one most, re- like after they were gone, we'd sell them at shows or whatever. After they're gone, people were like, man, how come you guys don't have the rolling papers anymore? And it's, well, cause money, right? Because I, I only got a, a one box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now I have actual, you know, not they're really, I mean, they are DIY and the fact that like I got a hold of a supplier who would make these, I sent them the artwork, but it's actually printed on the package. It's not like a package where I put a sticker on top of it. It's like real, you know, actual print on the thing, uh, with the captain kick-ass logo. Professional. Yeah. Try to step up my game a little bit. I've read two differing articles, greatly differing articles. About the same thing, about Ian Freeman and his conviction. One is from the United States Attorney's Office, District of New Hampshire. And if you read this thing, it is like, this guy is super guilty. There's no question in anybody's mind that he's totally wrong. You mean they didn't come and out? Like, no, it's it's a horrible hit piece. It's one of the worst things I've ever written. You mean the government came down on the side of the government? I right. think I read that exactly. one. And it, it's just like they say all this crap that's not true. A sophisticated cyber criminal has been taken off the streets. Right. Your money uh, is safe now. So America. then today, 
at 2.56 p.m. Actually, sorry, on October 2nd uh, at 2.56 p.m. It's a big uh, difference from today. Yeah, sorry. The AP released an article that is way more like just sort of factual and balanced and like isn't condemning anyone, you know, by by their, you know, by their own words. They're just like, this is what happened. Here's what the government says. Here's what Ian says. Here's what some of his supporters say. That's the general purpose of the AP. They're they're the they're presumably the provider of facts. And then you take their stories and editorialize as you see fit. I just want to point out that it behooves government to smear anyone government persecutes. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have to say these things. This should be common sense to most people. But most people don't really pay attention to government at all. Like, it's something that sort of gets in the way of their life every night. Oh, crap, i got to go to the DMV, or i got a parking ticket. Oh, crap, i got a speeding ticket, or oh, crap, my accountant screwed up my taxes, or whatever, right? There's always some, like, menial thing that just sort of interrupts the rest of their life. Government's sort of in the background for most people, I think. And yeah. then, like, every now and again, it rears its ugly head. People go, oh, crap, right? Yeah. They have that oh, crap moment because they realize government has force behind I- them. Ironically, a lot of that comes up when they're like threatening to shut down the government. Then people start to worry. Right. Oh, no, not a government shutdown. No, no. Like, oh, no. Can't have that. Well, what's the worst that could happen? You've been fine, like not paying attention to it at all. <laughs> Just continue to not pay attention to it. In yeah, your you know, life. like those other government shutdowns that yeah. we failed to notice. Like, so, oh my goodness, they closed the park? You don't even have to close the park. You don't. You just don't have they someone do, there at the park. But they don't have to. You just go to the park. So I want to talk if about something. If a government employee at the local playground, it doesn't have to be one at the state park either. Right. right. So I want to talk about something that I think is coming soon to a city or town near you, even, yes, in the United States. Blade Runners? Blade Runners of London. Ooh. Yes. These so, are- Wait, wait. So are these- Replicants? The ones, right. The ones hunting down the androids that are trying to pass as humans. <clears throat> no. Oh. But kind of. Oh, uh, let's just start this. I got this from DailyMail.com. Uh, there are several articles about this. I just thought this one was pretty long and in depth, right? For all the articles on this, I was like, oh wow, because I knew next to nothing about what these people are—the Blade Runners of London, you know—and and that kind of a thing. So, the headline is: Blade Runner vows they won't stop destroying cameras until Sadiq Khan ends London's hated ULEZ oh, expansion. Oh, these are good guys. Thank you for your service. These are vigilantes of, in my opinion, the highest order. So before we even talk about the article, uh, ULEZ, they're going to talk about ULEZ in London, uh, stands for the Ultra Low Emission Zone. This is an area in central London where the most polluting vehicles have to pay a daily charge to get in and to drive around. Yep. The ULEZ affects petrol vehicles that do not meet the Euro 4 emission standards, which generally means vehicles registered before 2006. A ULEZ compliant car is one that meets the requirements to drive into London's ultra low emission zone without being charged a fee. The standards apply to Every type of vehicle, including cars, vans, lorries, coaches, and motorbikes. They're just going to bring back the rickshaw, aren't they? thought we got past this. <laughs> you think that's what this is headed Human toward, is rickshaws? I, it's, got, it's got it somewhere. <laughs> so, right, you're mining too much cobalt and lithium for the electric vehicles. Right. Right? And all of the, the, the electric grid can't handle it. 
We're going back to the Flintstones, man, and rickshaws. <laughs> Human-powered transportation. Mm. Can we get giant ribs like that rack they sit on the oh, side of the Flintstones? You know no, what I'm talking no, about? Never, the car, it'll, some, uh, it'll never be ESG compliant that some way. Some Baranosaurus ribs yeah, or something? Yeah, Baranosaurus ribs. Yeah. Only, only if they're made out of bugs. Uh, all right, so anyway, um, in London, they have uh, made this zone where, like, if your vehicle doesn't meet certain Just emission standards. It. You were able to drive through there yesterday. Today, you cannot. Right. Mm-hmm. And if your vehicle, then you have to pay a daily fee uh, or else, right? Because yeah. this is what laws are all backed by. They're all backed by violence. Or else you're going to get a ticket, a fine. You're going to throw in a cage. You know, if you don't do any of the, you don't pay it or whatever. You're eventually going to get thrown in a cage. Let's assume. Let's assume for a moment that all these non-compliant vehicles just decide to pay the fee. Okay. Right. How does that help climate change? What is your name, please? You're live on Free Talk Live. Hello, Real McCoy. Hey, Real McCoy. Where are you calling from? Colorado. And what's on your mind tonight? I wanted to ask, um, is there a documentary about Ian sentencing? Um, I don't know about of the sentencing specifically. Uh, There is a a bunch of writing and some companion videos from people who were there over at the freekeen.com website. Uh, there, There are, however, at least two documentaries in production about the Crypto 6 which, of course, includes Ian in them, and they were present, uh, both NBC Boston and, I believe, uh, what's Ricardo's documentary? Uh, I have no idea. Peakless, what's Ricardo's documentary? It's Oh, The Ballad of the Crypto Six is what the other documentary, mm-hmm. Ballad of the Crypto Six. Sorry, Ricardo, I forgot. <laughs> uh, there are two documentaries there. There were also several reporters uh, who were present, uh, and other, you know, uh, podcasters, bloggers, that kind of a thing. I believe uh, Breaking the Flaw was at least outside of the sentencing, getting a group reaction from the protesters and the, the you know, the sort of the freedom people who showed support for Ian. So you might go check those out as well. Yep. Okay. Are they going to be, after they're done, are they going to be on Max? Or are they going to go to streaming sites? I think that they're already or is published. Just like a like indie um, documentary kind of deal. Uh, well, so Are you talking about the professional ones or these like uh, guerrilla interviews, right? Probably guerrilla. Or like, well, what's the nature of these documentaries? Like, as in their production value? Well, so there's two professional documentaries. Those are the ones I mentioned: Ballad of the Crypto Six, and then NBC okay. Boston is continuing to do their series on the Free State Lives in New Hampshire. I believe is the okay. name of it. I'm not sure. It's a continuation. They already did uh, release many episodes in this series, if you will, about like uh, the Free State Project and Pork Fest and that kind of stuff. But they continue mm-hmm. to report on it and add more episodes to this. So that's great. Uh, the other ones, like Breaking the Flaw, you'll find them on YouTube. You'll find him on, I think, Twitch. He's on a couple of other videos. On Odyssey, I think he's there right. as well. So these would be sort of the uh, you know one-man you know video streaming sort of places uh, you'd want to go find him on those platforms. And you have to remember that cameras were not allowed in the courtroom, so there's no actual footage of anything that went on inside the court. Right. So anything you yeah. hear is going to be reports from people who witnessed it being interviewed after the fact. So the United States is handing all of the money to both Hamas and uh, to Israel. Right. 
So, yeah, uh, there is incidentally a solution to the whole Israel problem. You're not going to like it because it's not a state solution, most people. But if you just bring it back to property rights, like, okay, we it's young enough that we actually have the documentation of who built that house and when. And, yeah, that, that doesn't end up with a, oh, well, all of these people are already here, so you're going to have to figure out, well, I don't want to live in this neighborhood with these people. That's fine. There's someone who, their house is over here with these people that they don't want to live with, and you just trade. And then you end up in the neighborhoods that you want to live in, and they end up in the neighborhoods they want to live in, and everyone actually owns their own property. So who who would who would the property revert back to in this in these cases well who built it i don't know well, it's that's who okay well i well, mean and that's the thing the the, the property you said it's is young enough yeah exactly all okay. of the property that's uh, that they are contentious over uh for the most part has been built recently enough that we still have all the documentation of okay. where it came from i just look at the progression map of what palestine used to look like and how it has shrunk in compared to what israel is now mm-hmm Right. I'm going like, well, if you're going to revert back to the old maps, that's mostly Palestinian land. Well, and so here's the thing. It, it comes down to, do you believe that property comes from conquest or do you believe that property comes from labor? And right now it is being followed by conquest. Okay. And that's why, of course, no one can ever agree with, to any of this stuff. And they have the exact same thing going on with the Palestinians and the Israelis that goes on in politics between the Democrats and the Republicans, where they're both horrendous monsters who ultimately answer to the same group of people and are doing terrible, terrible things. Okay. So if, on the other hand, you want to abandon the uh, domination and conquest theory of property rights and just go back to, okay, who actually built this building right here? Okay, did they sell it? Well, then it's still theirs. Well, if Israel bombs a Palestinian building and then moves in Israelis and they rebuild the building, you're going to revert back to the, the most recent building, which is Israeli no, built. No, Okay. No, that is theft. Okay. If I break your windshield and then put your windshield back on your car, I don't get to own your car now. I get it. That's why I got to know, like, how far back are we going? Original. I'm, original. Well, there's no original. That's no, part there of there is original. Okay. Yeah, no, the, you, the, the documentation still exists on most of this property of who built it in the first place. Okay. So then, that's whose it is. Then I would presume most of it reverts back to Palestine. Because presumably Palestinians living in Palestine You'd be surprised. built the property. You'd be surprised. There's actually uh, Tel Aviv, for example, just flat out didn't exist. Okay. So a lot of the property does belong to the Palestinians. A lot of the property does belong to the Israelis. And if we just follow the property rights, yeah, there's going to be a, a little while while this is uh, uh, sort of chaotic, but not as chaotic as killing each other and taking hostages and all of that. No, I got it. But there's going to be a, a sort of period of flux where we figure out whose is what and trade it back because you don't actually want property over there because the people you hate are over there. Who well, figures the, the, that the Israeli out? that just moved in. They figured out. Wanna, well, like, who? Who figures that well, out? Well, if they can't talk to each other, then there's suddenly a market for people to talk between them. Okay. For people who can go like, uh, hey, sort of I'm, a moderator not, or something. I'm neither Jewish oh, yeah. nor Muslim. Because no one's I tried can to, talk to both of you. Because no one has tried to mediate peace between those two before. 
Well, no, they try to mediate peace. Well, no non-statist. Uh, right, exactly, as statists, as okay. people whose fundamental principle is that conquest gives you property. And as long as you follow the idea that conquest confers property, then, yeah, there's just going to be a continual attempt at conquest. Okay. I I like the idea that it's, you know, trade or labor that gets you property. Yeah. But the history of the world is conquest. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.